But good morning, Kiwitu. It is really, really nice to see all of you here this morning. And I just want to echo Happy Mother's Day as well. You know, mums are amazing. It is a privilege to be a mum, and it's also a lot of hard work. And I think every mum in the room would agree with that. But I just want you to know that you are seen this morning. And even if sometimes what you do goes unseen by man, even sometimes by our own families, God sees it, and it really, really matters to him. The work that you do in raising your children and discipling them is so important. So happy Mother's Day. Um, and like Jeremiah said, I know for some, Mother's Day is not an easy, easy day. So yeah, our hearts go out to you this morning as well. Um, and yeah, I just hope that everyone has a really lovely day. You know, mother or not, whether you are celebrating Mother's Day, just enjoy. So this morning, we're continuing our series, Jesus Said, Mother's Day edition. And you may have noticed today that our theme is Behold. And the word behold actually appears in the Bible over 1,500 times, particularly in the Old Testament, but also pops up a few times in the New Testament as well. And it actually surprised me how much this word is used. I hadn't really thought about this word too much, but that is a fair few times. So I looked up the meaning of behold, and it is derived from the Greek word eido, which means be sure to see. So behold does not mean just to look or to see with your natural eyes, but it means something deeper than that, to focus your attention on, to stop what you are doing and to concentrate on what is coming next after that behold. It means don't miss this. Don't miss what God is saying next. And our text for this morning comes from John 19, verse 26 to 27. When Jesus saw his mother and the disciple whom he loved standing nearby, he said to his mother, Woman, behold your son. Then he said to the disciple, Behold your mother. And from that hour, the disciple took her to his own home. So in this passage of scripture that we read here, Jesus is on the cross. He is coming to the end of his earthly life. And of course, we can only imagine the pain and the suffering that he was going through while he was in those moments. But praise God that he had a plan for humanity. He had a way that we could be in relationship with God and no closeness of relationship with him again. Where we are forgiven and we have freedom because of that cross. And as difficult as it is to think about the agony that Jesus would have gone through, we are the blessed ones that get to live on the other side of the cross. He went through that for us because he loved the world so much. So coming back to our passage, in the midst of that pain, Jesus sees his mother. He sees Mary, who must have been in agony herself, seeing her son up on that cross. But he sees her and he speaks to her. And the Bible tells us that Jesus spoke seven final statements while he was on that cross. And he used one of those precious moments to speak to his mother. While carrying the weight of the world's sin upon his shoulders, he was still concerned and considering her welfare and her future. And I'll read it again just as a reminder. When Jesus saw his mother and the disciple whom he loved standing nearby, he said to his mother, 
Woman, behold your son. Then he said to the disciple, Behold your mother. And from that hour, the disciple took her to his own home. See, in these days, for the Jewish people, if a woman was a widow, and most scholars believe that Joseph had passed away by this point, the eldest son was responsible for providing care to his mother. And this wasn't just a nice optional extra, this was required. It was a duty and a responsibility. When Jesus speaks to his mother and says, Behold your son, and to John he says, Behold your mother, he is saying, Woman, be sure to see your son. Disciple, be sure to see your mother. And just as a side note, The use of the word woman sounds a bit harsh in our context, doesn't it? I wouldn't really be too impressed if someone came up to me and said, woman, blah, blah, blah. But back in the original context, in the Greek, it is actually quite an affectionate or respectful term. So Jesus tells them, Mary and John, basically to behold each other, to be sure to see each other and to look to each other. Jesus knew that his mother needed someone to look after her needs at his departure from this world. At this statement, Jesus is committing the care of his mother into the hands of John, his disciple. He was ensuring that she would be looked after and that in the difficulties of life, she would know security through this new son, this new relationship that Jesus brought into being while on the cross. And as this passage tells us, from that time on, the disciple took her into his home. And what is quite interesting about Jesus' decision here is that usually the care of the mother would fall into the hands of the immediate family. And Jesus did have two brothers, James and Jude. But John 7 verse 5 says, speaking of Jesus, for even his own brothers did not believe in him. And thankfully, we actually read later on in Acts 1 verse 14 that after the resurrection and ascension of Jesus, his brothers were praying together with all the others in the upper room. So we do know that they did come to that decision to believe and follow Jesus for themselves, which is great. But at that time of Jesus' death on the cross, not only was Jesus concerned for Mary's practical needs, but also her spiritual ones as well. John, the self-proclaimed disciple whom Jesus loved, which of course we don't doubt to be true, but it always makes me laugh regardless, was a man who had followed Jesus faithfully. So Jesus invited John to take his place as Mary's son, to care for her and to care for her needs. Wow. Jesus was going through unimaginable pain and suffering, yet he still cared for Mary. He considered her future and made a decision that would bring her comfort and security in the days to come. And just as Jesus was looking after Mary, he looks after us, mother or not. Jesus told Mary to behold her son, speaking of John, who would practically meet her needs. But thanks to the cross, we can also behold the son the Son of God and the Son of Man, the one who paid the price for us. We can look to Jesus. We can turn our attention to and focus on Jesus, the one who gave it all for us. In the midst of turmoil, 
confusion, pain. I don't know if you have ever felt any of those. Maybe this week you have felt some of those emotions. We can look to the Son and we can know that His death on the cross was not in vain. It was for us, and he has already met all of our needs through his pain and his suffering and, of course, his resurrection. And I know, as a mum myself, I have had so many moments, just countless moments, where I have needed to behold Jesus. I've needed to turn to him for the answers, for the help that I have needed. Have I always done that every single time? No, I have not. If you have done that every single time, I'd love to chat to you and get some tips. Because I find when I'm in the midst of a chaotic moment, my mind just goes blank and it's like something shuts off. And I'm like, how do I fix this? How does Anna fix this? So I'd like to share a story with you today about my early days of motherhood. I was 23 years old when Levi was born. A young spring chicken, some would say. And Levi was a wonderful blessing to our lives. I experienced a deep sense of joy and a sense of purpose as I looked at this little life that God had given Jono and I to look after. And in contrast, being a mum for the first time was also incredibly challenging. Levi was quite colicky, so I really struggled with settling him and I'd get quite stressed and a little bit panicky about it all. And I remember I'd feel like a chaotic mess during the week. Can any mum say amen to chaotic mess? And then on Sundays, I'd get up and I'd, you know, put on some makeup and put on some nice clothes or whatever fitted at that time is probably more realistic, post-baby. And I'd make my way to church. And people would ooh and ah over Levi and most of them would ask me how I am, which of course is lovely. And I'd say something along the lines of, oh, I'm good, you know, being a mum is so amazing and I'm so blessed and I just love Levi so much. And all of that was true, it really was. But what I couldn't squeeze into that sort of two-minute conversation in the foyer was how much I was struggling. You can't really squeeze all of that emotion in when you're just briefly passing someone in the foyer. And I don't think, yeah, just didn't really have time to cry my eyes out in the foyer at church. But I even had days where I'd get to church and I couldn't settle Levi. He wouldn't eat, he wouldn't sleep, he wouldn't stop crying. And I'd literally just go and I'd hop in my car and I'd drive home, sobbing the entire way home. And if I could go back and speak to myself now as that first-time mum, I would tell myself to look to Jesus And I don't mean that in just a cliche, oh, Jesus is the answer, he can fix everything, because he can. But I put so much pressure on myself, so much pressure to have it all together. And I wish that instead of trying to look after this little life that God had given me all on my own, I wish I could have actually looked to the one that gave me life in the first place. I was so wrapped up in trying to fix everything that I barely looked to Jesus. I barely took those moments to stop and behold him for myself. And motherhood is such a blessing, it is. But there are so many moments where we can feel overwhelmed, unsure of what's next, unsure of what the right formula is or the right kindy to send them to. There are so many decisions that we face, big and small. 
that we forget to look to the one that has all the answers. Jesus is stability when everything around us feels volatile. He is the same yesterday, today, and forever. No matter how much in our lives might change, He is our constant source of strength when we are weak, and he is our shield when we need protection. And this is not exclusive to motherhood or parenthood in general. In our lives, we have these moments where we can choose to dig deeper and deeper into our own capabilities, our own gifts and talents, our own ways of thinking or doing things, our own intellect and emotions desperate to find a solution for what we are facing. Or we can look to Jesus. Motherhood has proven to me again and again and again that I am not my own saviour. And I am grateful for that because every time that I have taken that other path that God has shown me, it is a path that is not full of striving and desperation. It is full of grace and freedom. It is full of his peace and his joy. This path has room for me to make mistakes and be forgiven. In Psalm 18, verse 19, David speaks of God bringing him into a spacious place, rescuing him because God delights in him. And sometimes our circumstances can feel like they are choking us. But God has got a spacious place for you. Does that mean that things will be perfect and easy? Of course not. But we can know freedom in the midst of that still. And I think that is a reminder that we all need. God delights in you. He created you. He formed you. He purposed you for this world. And he wants us to live in a spacious place not burdened and desperately scrambling for answers, but willing to stop in those moments and take a second and say, I'm going to look to Jesus. I'm going to turn my focus to, I'm going to turn my attention to Jesus in this moment because he is our strength. Looking to Jesus changes the experience of our daily lives. In the mundane moments and the challenging moments we face daily, we can look to him and be reminded of his love for us. But looking to Jesus also changes the trajectory of our whole life. Hebrews 12 verse 1 to 2 says, Therefore, since we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, let us throw off everything that hinders and the sin that so easily entangles. And let us run with perseverance the race marked out for us, fixing our eyes on Jesus, the pioneer and perfecter of faith. We are to run our race with perseverance, keeping our eyes up on Jesus for as long as we are running. And what I appreciate about this verse is, yes, it mentions throwing off the sin that so easily entangles us, but it says to throw off everything that hinders, sin or not. And so often in my experience, me trying to fix everything of my own is such a hindrance. And to speak to the mums in the room for a minute, I think as mums, we feel so much responsibility for our children, for our families, and often we have an unbelievably long to-do list in our minds. But God tells us to look to him. 
As parents, we have been entrusted with the care of our children. But sometimes we have to throw off this expectation we have on ourselves to figure it all out, to have all the answers, to be the perfect mum. We give so much as mothers, but we cannot outgive God. He has also given so much to us. And he is calling you to behold him, to turn your attention back to him, to focus on him. The pioneer and perfecter of faith, the beginning and the end. And just as we care for our children, God is caring for us. He is concerned with our practical needs. He is concerned with our hearts and our relationship with him. And we all face overwhelming circumstances, difficult decisions, pain and hurt in our lives. That is whether we are a mother or not. But in those moments where we don't have an answer, we don't have a solution, we can behold Jesus and we can know his comfort, we can know his strength and we can know his power. As an encouragement to you today, listen to Psalm 121. I lift my eyes up to the mountains. Where does my help come from? My help comes from the Lord, the maker of heaven and earth. He will not let your foot slip. He who watches over you will not slumber. Indeed, he who watches over Israel will neither slumber nor sleep. The Lord watches over you. The Lord is your shade at your right hand. The sun will not harm you by day, nor the moon by night. The Lord will keep you from all harm. He will watch over your life. The Lord will watch over your coming and going, both now and forevermore. We can know the ever-present, strong, powerful love of God in our lives. And it's my prayer this morning that you will be reminded just to lift up your eyes. I think sometimes we do want things to be perfect. I know I do. I can put pressure on myself for that. But could you just lift up your eyes this morning and behold the sun? Know his power. Lean into God's word. Ask the Holy Spirit to speak to you as you behold the sun. And it is all too easy to be wrapped up in distraction, isn't it? And as a mum to a three and a five-year-old, I can tell you that that distraction is no joke. But let us be people who are willing to take those moments as they come before us and sometimes make those moments ourselves to look to our Saviour. Team, you guys could come up and join me. Thank you. When Mary was looking up at Jesus on that cross, she was in such a vulnerable position. And of course, she would have been in total anguish. But Jesus' comfort to her in that moment was that he saw her needs. He was reminding her that even at his death, he wasn't oblivious of the pain and the suffering that she was going through. He wasn't oblivious to the fact that her future needs needed taking care of. And he is not oblivious to yours. He sees you this morning. He sees the battles that you are fighting. He sees the things that you are going through. He sees your pain. He sees your disappointment. He sees your frustrations at your circumstances right now. He sees your heart and he sees every part of your life. He watches over you. He is aware of your coming and your going. 
And soon, this, the team is going to sing a song to us, or sing a song over us, I should say, called Behold. And I just want this to be a moment where we can really just sit back and think about Jesus. Think about who he is. Think about what he has done for you. Think about what his love means for you in your life. So I think so often we can come to these moments of worship and it can be just another song. It can be just another moment where we all are just singing together. But I really want you this morning to push in. Ask God to come and meet you where you are. I'd love to pray for you, church, if you could stand with me, please. Lord, we thank you so much this morning for your love and for your presence with us. And God, as we worship you on this Mother's Day, Lord, I pray that you would give us the strength to lift up our eyes and behold you this morning. God, that no matter what this day means to us, whether we're having an amazing day or a hard day today, Lord, I pray that we could look to you, that we could know your strength and we could know your comfort, Lord. Lord, we're just so grateful that you went to the cross for us. We're so grateful, Lord, that you paid the price for us so that we could live in a spacious place, so that we could live knowing your freedom, knowing your grace, knowing, Lord, that we don't have to have all the answers and have it all together, God, but we could look to you. So, Lord, we just agree together this morning that this moment is yours. Lord, I pray that you would speak to people, Lord, that you would remind them of your love for them, God. You would remind them of the purpose that you have for them in their lives. Lord, we are just in awe of you this morning. We praise you, Lord, and we worship you now. In Jesus' name, amen.